Hi BCC and welcome to this series of daily podcasts. We hope that these messages created just for this week will inform you and encourage and support you each day as you participate in this our week of prayer and fasting. Every day will have a different focus and I pray that your life will be enriched and blessed by today's content. Hi and a warm welcome to all of you guys listening in today. My name is Adam Bird and I'm going to be your host for this short series of daily podcasts. Now today is Sunday the 27th of September and as you know we are about to embark together on our week of prayer and fasting and the purpose of these podcasts is just to keep you connected in the life of the church at this time. I guess so you can feel informed about all that God is doing and also um, to give you encouragement and give you support just for you to keep on enduring and persevering uh, throughout this week. Now every day we're going to bring you a short message, we're going to bring you a word from our pastor Mark Wiltshire uh, about that day's focus, the corporate focus for that day, what we're going to be praying about and also uh, we're going to bring you a testimony from a partner from BCC about some of the good things that God has been doing. Now you may or may not know that here at BCC we have a set of values and one of those values is uh, activating spiritual disciplines. So I thought it would actually be a good idea for us to begin this podcast with just a short introduction about what spiritual disciplines are in general and also looking at fasting in particular. Um, First of all I just want to say what spiritual disciplines are not. We don't do these spiritual disciplines in order to get ourselves into favour with God. That's not what it's about. We don't earn anything. We don't gain any kind of redemption or salvation. We don't do it so we can appear holy. We don't do these spiritual disciplines just to to look good. And, And we also don't do them just to get good at the disciplines themselves. That's not the point. It's not about becoming good at fasting. What it is about is getting ourselves into a place where we can fully live in the life that God wants us to live. Now Dallas Willard in his fantastic book The Spirit of the Disciplines uh, makes this statement, he says what spiritual disciplines are, he says they are activities of mind and body purposefully undertaken to bring our personality and total being into effective cooperation with the divine order. I know that's a bit of a mouthful um, but I think it comes down to habits. We need new habits. We're going to replace some of our old bad habits with new good habits and we need to form these new habits on the basis of the grace of God. Now the three-word statement that we use in our church to kind of define our values and to give meaning to our values is the statement we want to become disciples reproducing disciples. We want to be disciples who through the way we live and through the things we say and through the relationships we form encourage others to become disciples as well and that's I guess you could say that's our mission, that's our ultimate calling. The last words that Jesus spoke, um, in other words go and make disciples, so the last words he spoke become our first priority. Go and make disciples of all nations, not converts to Christianity, not church fillers, not even good people but disciples. And if we want to make disciples, we need to be disciples. 
And to be disciples, I guess we need discipline. So let's just talk about the spiritual discipline of fasting, which is obviously appropriate to us at this time. Uh, We're about to embark on this week of, of prayer and fasting. Fasting, as I'm sure you are aware, is when you abstain Uh, in some significant way from food and possibly from drink as well and this discipline teaches us a lot about ourselves really quickly Uh, it can be a little bit humiliating you suddenly realize quite quickly how dependent we are on food for our well-being and taking that away taking food away from the equation it leaves us vulnerable and in a way just that shows our dependence on God and uh, our utter dependence by finding in him a source of sustenance beyond that that food gives us. Now, if we're going to be disciples of Jesus, then we need to look at his life and we need to imitate him. We need to follow his instructions. We need to imitate his actions. We need to pay attention to the words that he said. And one thing that we can say for absolute certain about Jesus was that he led a disciplined life. Many times throughout the Gospels, we read about him going off to a solitary place, usually a mountainside or the wilderness, and he would spend nights in prayer. We know that he fasted for extended periods. Uh, We know that he knew the scriptures really well. He lived the life of service, of compassion and of humility towards God and towards people. And these are the actions that he modelled and that he wants us to imitate. Now, you may or may not know that I am a musician. I play uh, piano, amongst other things, and actually my job used to be playing. I used to perform, I used to play for exhibitions and for concerts and for shows. And quite often, I'd finish a show and then people would come up at the end and they want to congratulate me. And so often, somebody would come up and say something along the lines of, oh, I really admire your gift, or I'm jealous of your gift, I wish I had the same gift. And in a way, that used to wind me up a little bit. It would wind me up, and I'll tell you why. Because when somebody says, oh, you have a great gift, it kind of cheapens all of the work that you've done for the whole of your life. They have no idea of all the many hours and hours of practice that's gone in to making you sound good. And, you know, when I was a child, getting up early every morning and doing 30 minutes of practice a day, doing my scales, going through the grades, all that work, you know, people say, oh, I admire your gift, like somebody has bestowed suddenly this talent on me and they wish somebody would bestow it on them. Well, the fact is... They could have the same thing if they were willing to put the time and effort into getting it. It would be like me going to one of the England rugby players and saying, oh, you know, you look great out there. I wish I had the gift of your physique. Obviously, I wouldn't because I already do have that gift. But, yeah, it's kind of cheapening all the work that they do day in, day out to maintain that physique for for that moment when they're on the rugby pitch. And with Jesus, it was exactly the same. What did he do? He went upon the mountainside to pray. We know that he went in the wilderness and he fasted for more than a month. And the reason he did that was so that when he found himself in a moment where power was required, where he needed to do something extraordinary, he had lived the life where his relationship with God was first and foremost. So when he came to that moment when he needed power, He was already plugged in. 
And obviously we wear those wristbands, you often see them, uh, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And I think it's really um, crucial to know, well, he didn't just do it in that moment. We have to ask, our question, ask, ask the question, what had Jesus done? What had he already done so that when he needed to do something in a moment, he was already ready to do it? And that's where the spiritual disciplines and things like fasting come in. They're great preparation for living that right life, that powerful life, that life that God promises us. Now, you, like me, may notice a gap in the kind of life that the Bible teaches us that we can have and the kind of life that we do have. And I think spiritual disciplines, and particularly fasting, is crucial in making that gap ever narrower to bring us into line with God's will. So when we look at Jesus's ministry and say, OK, this should prompt us to love our enemies, turn the other cheek, suffer patiently, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. Um, those are the things that Jesus did. And of course, he wants us to emulate that. But actually, I think probably those are an automatic response to us getting our relationship with God in the best possible place. And that's what spiritual disciplines are about. My old headmaster at school used to say this. He'd say, in assembly, most weeks, he would say, you get out of life what you put into it. And I think that's true in this case. If you want a life of high output, then you have to live a life of high input. You've got to put in. You can't get out unless you put stuff in. And that's why we're going to fast this week. We're told in the book of Ephesians that Jesus wants us to be equipped for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up, reach unity, maturity and the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We also know that we're called to be disciples. In order to be a successful disciple of Jesus, we need to further our understanding of scripture, gain insight into essential Christian doctrine and improve our daily walk as a follower of Jesus. This is Dedicated Devotion to God. Beginning on Sunday the 11th of October, BCC is hosting an Essentials course. This is a great course designed to equip all believers with a solid understanding of foundational Christian principles. This is Activating Spiritual Disciplines. During this course, held over four Sunday evenings, we'll be studying topics such as how to really make Jesus Lord of your life, how to turn away from old habits, how to grow in your faith, and more. This is Disciples Reproducing Disciples. Find out more or book your place on this course now by going to bccweb.com forward slash equip. Right, so Deborah Holman has just come into the studio. Deborah has been a member of this church for many, many years and a leader for quite a number as well. Uh, most of you know her from Sunday teaching and also leading various ministries. Deborah, why do you think fasting is so important? Well, I think fasting is really important as a spiritual discipline. I think um, Jesus made it quite clear that he expects us to fast. Um, for all sorts of reasons, not just uh, for spiritual disciplines, but for our physical health as well. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, I think um, f to eat food is the strongest desire that we have. And therefore, if we can deny ourselves that, um, it really is a discipline and something that we should learn how to do. 
Yeah, now you fasted many times. I, I have, know, yeah. I know this uh, over the years, in um, many various ways as well. Um, is there a specific situation uh, that your uh, the situation you found yourself in when you decided to fast in order to look for a breakthrough? Yeah, I mean, I can think of one time in particular, and I think. Um, Having fasted for many, many years and built up to this, this wasn't just something that happened <clears throat> at the beginning of my fasting. But um, in 2000, my sister was diagnosed with cancer, with um, melanoma, and it had spread. Um, I knew that potentially she had life expectancy of less than a year. Um, and I was desperate. I was absolutely desperate. And so I fasted for 40 days, the first time I'd ever done it. Um, it was a very easy fast because I was so burdened. I was so burdened for and her. When you say you fasted for 40 days, was that no food for 40 days or just, just water or what? No food for 40 days, just fluids. Just fluids. Just wow. fluids, yeah. A variety of fluids, yeah. uh, but no food for 40 days. Um, I was amazed that actually I didn't um, hardly lose any weight and I didn't feel ill, um, but I had a history of fasting, so I prepared myself and I planned it. Yeah. Um, and now, here we are, 2015, she's alive and well. Yeah. Um, and I believe with all my heart that God touched her. Uh, no, she's not a believer, no. and she doesn't know I did it. Wow. Um, but uh, I know that God, and that was a huge, huge breakthrough for me in my fasting experience. Um, but I believe that God healed her. So in many ways, you were the you were the recipient of the breakthrough, even though she yes. she got healed. Yeah. But you found it built yeah. up your faith. It uh, made you a stronger disciple. Perhaps. Absolutely. Yeah. And then for about five years after that, every November, God put it on my heart to fast for 40 days. And so from the 1st of January to the 9th of February for five years, I did that. Now, you said earlier that you uh, prepared yourself. Yeah. Is that something you would recommend before approaching any fast? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in what way? Just cutting down or Well, I think before you if you've never fasted before, you've got to start with one day. And then when you can do one day, you do three days, then you do seven days, then you do twenty one. You build up, you mm -hmm. learn how to do it. But first of all, I think you have to understand what fasting's all about. You have to I mean, I've spent a lot of time reading and preparing. The best book I've ever read on fasting is The Roots and Fruits of Fasting by Dr. Mary Swoop. Um, and it gives you um, a real understanding of what you're doing and what you're doing to your body mm -hmm. so that you can prepare your body to build up to a fast and you can also prepare your body to break the fast and therefore you don't become unwell. That's excellent, Deborah. OK, uh, just one more question. Is there any kind of encouraging word you would give to any uh, partner within BCC or any person who comes to BCC who's just about to embark on the fast? Yeah, I would say that as a spiritual discipline, it's an absolute must. And you've got to have a achievable goal. So don't set yourself an unachievable goal. If you've never done it before, start with a day. Yeah. Read about it, learn about it, understand what to do, and then gradually build up. Um, and I think even fasting one day a week um, is a very good discipline. Excellent. Thank you, Deborah. 
What a fantastic, encouraging testimony there from Deborah and really encouraging words. I'm sure you're all feeling uh, excited and encouraged and ready to get stuck into the fast as we start that this week. Don't forget we have Earthquake this evening. Love to see as many of you there as possible. We're going to have a brilliant time just seeking God and praising him. The worship team are going to join us. We've got a great list of uh, songs uh, to sing and we're just going to have a great time. I want to close this uh, first podcast with a short prayer, just committing this week to God. Heavenly Father, uh, we are so grateful for your um, example to us uh, through the life of Jesus. And I pray that as we uh, commit ourselves to you this week, as we lay aside uh, food in whatever fashion, Lord God, as we uh, commit to putting you first, as we say to you, uh, God, we need you more than we need food. I pray that you will bring breakthrough uh, both to our lives individually and to the church corporately, Lord God. Amen. So that's the end of today's podcast. There will be another podcast delivered to you tomorrow and every day this week. Have a fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you all this evening.